Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today, folks, is September the 1st. And every year now, when we hit September, the first thing I think of is, oh, my God, that day coming up in 10 days, 9-11, which will be 21 years since the most tragic day in the history of our country. And uh, one man, and you just heard Tom Sullivan talk about it, one man stood up and uh, spoke for New Yorkers, Americans, and 21 years later, I still love him, revere him. He's a big star here at 3 o'clock on WABC. He is esteemed mayor and friend, Rudy Giuliani, and most importantly, he's Andrew's father. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Thank you, Bernie. That was a very nice introduction. You're welcome. It's the Andrews Father, the one yes, being yes, the best. Yes, it is Sid today. Bernie's actually out today, but um, he's uh, recovering. But oh, thank hell, you. Oh, Sid. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Hey, I do want to get to the, the, um, the Mar-a-Lago stuff. Pictures now of boxes that say, you know, they say, sir, classified, uh, all this stuff. And uh, there are folks that for some reason now seem like we're moving closer and closer to Judgment Day for your buddy, President Trump. Are we, are, is that true? Are we getting there? It sounds that way. You know, I, I, I have a hard time reading it, uh, largely because, um, you know, I've been in the law business for 51 years. So I consider myself pretty good at figuring out what prosecutors are going to do. I did it. You know, I did that for more of my life than anything else, and I handled probably some of the highest-profile cases ever handled. So i usually pretty good at predicting what prosecutors are going to do. Normally, looking at this, it looks like a case you're not going to be able to prosecute. However, they don't go by the rules that used to exist. And uh, the prosecution here— uh, I think if it's going to happen, it's going to be for political purposes. It's going to be to try to have a, a big effect on the on the midterm elections. So uh, how do you how do you evaluate a prosecution like that? They don't necessarily have to have the kind of evidence you normally have. Um, they don't seem to be worried if they lose. They lost both of the impeachments. So I can't. I just can't tell. I, yeah, I mean, it's hard. Wisdom would wisdom would dictate yeah. you don't bring a case like this right. against a former president. Uh, I don't think he did anything wrong. If he did do something wrong, it's not the kind of thing where you put somebody in prison or uh, all these disputes over documents where the prior presidents have always been handled by. Uh, I think maybe occasionally there was a fine and they were fighting back and forth. Well, there's a lot of pressure right now, Rudy Giuliani, the great Rudy Giuliani, on uh, Chris Ray, the head of the FBI. They want him to resign. And I believe, although it's mostly our team, there are some bipartisan folks here. Uh, they, they want Chris Ray out. Uh, I want him out. What do you want? Uh, he, he shot, I wanted him out probably a couple of days after he started. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know when, I, when I realized he wouldn't be able to do the job? When he didn't walk in and basically say, there's a new sheriff in town, boys. Right. We're not going to fix cases. That, you think I'm a dope? 
You don't you, you don't think I don't know that you fixed the Hillary Clinton case? <laughs> you're not going to do it under ridiculous. me. Ridiculous. And you're, everybody in this headquarters is gone. We will have a new headquarters. I, mean, I did that with the police department, with Braddon. I mean, Braddon was terrific. We got rid of the top 27 cops. And it wasn't for corruption. It was because we knew they would have a hard time accepting a very different way of policing because they're a bunch of old timers. Right. Right. You know, you actually said something yesterday on your show, Rudy. It was about 3.30 yesterday afternoon. I thought it was so brilliant. You said, hey, folks, let me explain something to you. The police's job is not to arrest people. You said yesterday the police's job is to try to stop crime. Yes. Not a, I yes, thought sure. that was so brilliant. Well, you know, you know, Bernie, I, I, when I've given speeches and written about this, I think that's the biggest contribution I made. I changed through Comstat. I changed the nature of policing and realized I had changed it a few months into it. Because by using Comstat, we were looking at where crimes were committed. And then we were assigning the police there to try to stop them. And I all of a sudden realized this is really what we're supposed to be doing. We're really supposed to be stopping crime. And in essence, it's a failure when we make an arrest. I don't mean it's a failure for us, the police. Police are doing a great thing when they make an arrest. But it's a failure for society. And, and if there are ways to stop crime, that's what you have to put your emphasis on. Now, that's where the morale of a police department becomes very important. You know, uh, some of my best friends were cops, five of my uncles. I know all the tricks. A police officer is worried about whether he's going to get backing. He just takes a little longer to get to the scene of a crime, and he walks into a crime that's over, and he writes a report. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. A police that's right. officer that's gung-ho and motivated the way ours were, they get there before the crime is over. Yep. Well, you they know, prevents a lot of crimes, yep. but they get in a lot of trouble, too. Yeah, no, there are no wins. Look at that situation we have with the— uh, the male police officer who hit the woman, had they come there later after that was over, a couple of people could have been dead, but the guy wouldn't be in trouble. Right. It's true. You know, I got to tell you, um, I was insulted yesterday. You know, maybe I was thinking uh, I should bring you on maybe every week. I'll make you one of the, the regular guys like Bill O'Reilly, Peter King. Oh, could- I'd love Boy, there'd be no show on ABC. I'd rather be on than that one. Well, thank you. So um, I'm going to tell these guys today that uh, Woody Giuliani on with Sid and Bernie every week. But um, what, what I do want to bring up is I was insulted yesterday. Kathy Hochul, this uh, idiotic governor, and this waste of time, <laughs> this uh, Eric Adams, the, maybe the worst mayor than Bill de Blasio. He's worse than de Blasio. And, and they got these gun laws, and they've now made uh, 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 Times Square, Rudy, a gun-free zone. I know. Yeah, I know. As, if the, as if the criminals are now going to leave their guns at home when they walk through Times Square. I mean, do they think we're stupid, these people? Maybe they're stupid. I mean, just think about it. Just logically think about it. And I do not consider myself an ideologue on guns at all. For me, guns have always been practical. So as a mayor and as an assistant U.S. attorney, I always had to look at guns from the point of view, how do I best reduce crime? And I'm an opponent of gun control as a way of reducing crime. I'm not an opponent of gun control as a way of reducing suicide or a way of reducing accidental deaths, or sensible 
programs for people knowing how to use a gun before they get them. But to think that it reduces crime is really, really idiotic because criminals don't respond to controls. The people who are going to hold up the stores and move around the drugs and do the organized crime uh, hits are not going to go register their gun. They're just going to, and there are 400 million available. So we're fighting a losing battle. And the reality is what's going to happen is Times Square. I mean, they might as well have run a headline. Uh, open season for criminals on Times Square. <laughs> I mean, you're right. They may I mean, as don't well. Don't worry. Nobody has a gun. Just shoot them. <laughs> it's so stupid. I'll tell you something else. I had, uh, Rudy, I had Governor Pataki on a couple of days ago, and there was a big interview. In fact, we actually made uh, page two of the New York Post. It was that important. Love him. Yeah, because I he's, love George. Yeah, he actually, I know you love George, which is great, because you guys didn't love each other, but you came to the realization after 9-11 and during 9-11, hey, if we're going to save our city and our state, we've got to work together. And like adults, unlike Cuomo and de Blasio, you guys ended up being great friends. But he said to me a couple of days ago, Rudy, he said, listen, Sid, he goes, here's the deal. We are right now in very, very serious waters, a terrorist attack here in New York is likely, uh, well, you know, after what's happened in Afghanistan uh, over the last year, he said that a terrorist attack in New York may be almost imminent. What do you think about that? You know, I always hate to say that. I always hate to say it. Uh, Maybe superstition. Uh, It doesn't really really have an effect on them. They're not going to do it or not do it based on what I say or Pataki or anything else. But there's a little superstition involved. He's right. He's 100 percent right. I mean, they look at everything. Uh, and and uh, over the last. Gosh almighty, 25 years. Even even um, even the police department I took over because of the attack on the World Trade Center was somewhat prepared for terrorism. It wasn't as prepared as it should be. But it was had some degree of preparation for terrorism. Right now, the, the department is so demoralized. Yeah. Gosh, you know, I just always think as a as a mayor, if, if the a September 11 attack had taken place the first year I was in office, when the police department hadn't been reformed yet, when it didn't have the high morale, when 70 percent of the people wanted to leave the city and the p- city was depressed. Would we have recovered from it the same way we did yep. eight years later? True. 70% of the people wanted to live in the city. We were the uh, best example of urban re- renaissance. And we had just done a miracle in reducing crime. I mean, it's one thing to get hit very hard when you're at the top of your game. It's another thing to get hit very hard when you're in a situation like we are now, which is a city that is depressed. Yes. More people want to leave the yep. day. A city and a state. going to get worse and better. Yep, a city and a state. So 60 seconds to go, 60 seconds. Rudy, I know it's uh, 21 years. It's a long time, but it's really not. feels like yesterday. When you uh, wake up in 10 days on September 11th, 2022, what's the first thing you think of? I, I, it's a feeling more than what I I have a terrible, terrible feeling. And then I try to analyze it and sort of get myself out of it by thinking about all the brave people and the wonderful things that they were able to do to save people. But there's still that feeling, why did it happen? It shouldn't have happened. 
It's totally irrational. It gets you to what kind of world do we live in? People are going to, you know, fly into a building with civilians mm. and kill them while they're having their breakfast. Mm. We've done nothing to them. What? What? This is this is the world we live in. My goodness, you know it. Uh, yeah, it's a very very difficult day. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like the day. Uh, even though I meet, there are some very joyous moments that day. I get to see uh, kids that were at eulogies of mine that were five years old sitting there wonder, wondering what was going to happen to them, and now they just graduated from college. Wow. So, wow. so there's some beautiful things about it. Yeah. But overall, there's still a very, very sad feeling. No, it is. I, I mean, it, it is for me, and I wasn't nearly the hero you were that day. So uh, we love you. We'll always love you. You do a great job on this radio station. I love your son, too, by the way. All kidding aside, he's great. And um, thank you for coming on, Woody, with me today. And uh, me and Bernie will bring you back on a regular basis because you're yeah, great. And thank you for teaching him. Uh, <laughs> he didn't need you guys, it. He, you guys are his mentors. Oh, he thank listens you. to you more than he listens to me. Thank you. <laughs> no, he, he's a gr- he's a great kid, and he uh, he's, he's going to be a big star he, one day. He really is big star. Put his, wife, put his wife on sometime with him. She is she's for real. No, you know, I she know. Com- she I, escaped communism. I know. Yep. She's got an unbelievable job. Yep. I mean, she's at, right at the very top of her company. No, I know. And. Yep. Uh, and, and during the campaign, she's a real. He runs again. She's a real asset to him. No, I know she's a great. In fact, I'm. I'm I can't wait for for my wife Danielle to meet your daughter-in-law. So she's. I consider her like my daughter. I told. Yeah. I mean, the day they got married, I hugged her and I said, "You're my. You're like Caroline to me." Wow. That's that's cool. That's perfect. That's beautiful. Hey, Rudy, have a great day. I'll be listening at three o'clock. Thank you for this. You yeah, were great. You, you do a great job, and give I give my love, give my love to Bernie. I will. You got it. There he is, everybody. America's mayor. As uh, we get uh, ten days away from the twenty-one year commemoration of September eleventh, he's great every afternoon at three o'clock, and I'm proud to call him a friend, a good friend, Rudy Giuliani. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.